Just after four o'clock here in the East, as they used to say on uh, shows that were all over the country, which this is, and it's all over the world on the app, Tony Bruno Sports Network. Download it. You can listen anywhere, anytime, even down in the Chateau, down in Louisiana, where all them Kansas fans and all them LSU fans are all up in arms today with the great, the man who brings you Pac-12 after dark. I remember that when it was on the Playboy channel. The great Tim Brando, my old buddy from back in the day. <laughs> oh boy, Tony! When you were in that closet in Bristol, I showed you the light from the from the monitors inside the newsroom of Bucolic Bristol. Yes, we got the Phillies game here, the Dodgers game there, got the pods here, and the Manhattan Channel there. Hello, how do you do? Beautiful. How are you, pal? I'm good, man. Not as good as you, man. You're. I love the Pac-12 after dark, though. Oh, it'll be the Pac-2 before long. And I know you got a yeah. lot of opinions, and you're the, you're my go-to guy when it comes to, you know, the BCS and all the other things we used to poke fun at back yeah. in the day. Now we got a Michigan yeah. debacle going on. Now we got, you know, <laughs> USC. Uh, what the hell's going on with that team? So let's start it off with the Pac-12. You obviously follow it. We saw some big upsets. Bedlam it turned out to be Bedlam. But you, you basically, I mean, you don't just focus. You're, you're a Pac-12 guy now, right? Well, no, no, no. I've just done a lot of Pac-12 games that because, because you can't go to sleep at night. And, you know, you're up in years now, so you're trying to find something you can achieve at, at the wee hours. And watching me is something that's achievable for you, Tony. I get it. Uh, Wait a minute, I can't stay up that late. I remember we used to have the Hawaii games on at midnight. That was for the degenerate gamblers who were down yes. early in the day and they wanted to get that last bet in so they'd go out and bet on Hawaii, whoever they were playing. It, it, it is funny because when we started game day, and you know this because you were there then, uh, I would start with Bino and Corso at like you know 8 in the morning at the Holiday Inn Plainville. <laughs> And I'm still there till two o'clock in the morning. They've closed the white birch. I couldn't even get a drink at the white birch because I'm still doing halftime of a PCAA game between, do you know the way to San Jose and Pacific? So now, now here I am 38 years later. And what am I doing? The very games that I used to stay up in Connecticut to do halftime shows for, you know, exactly. it's nuts. It's crazy. Go nuts. But, no, I was in the Big Ten last week, a game you No, I know. I'm busting watch. your chops. Most, and most of America didn't either. It was the, you know, Big Noon was Gus and Joel. Uh, little Noon on cable was me and was Spencer T and Timmy B <laughs> over on uh, FS1. But um, but the Big 12 is, and the Big Ten are both, you know, the recipients of all this greatness that's going to come from what is this year's America's Best Conference, which is the Pac-12. I don't think there's any question about it i've seen plenty of games in uh, those three leagues but most of my games especially the ones that have been highly visible have involved uh washington uh this week will involve oregon against usc will be after dark uh on big fox but it'll be at 10 30 eastern time 9 30 central and i think that's the best game of the night i i would have loved if oklahoma and west virginia had been uh a game involving a one-loss team, but it won't be. So uh, 
I will happily, happily uh, head back to the state of Oregon to this time see the the Ducks because I think they're the best one-loss team in America and have a great shot of winning out and, and being in the college football playoff with only four teams. It is the best league, Tony. I mean, don't, don't let anybody BS you. This year, the Pac-12, in its final year of existence, is the best league, which really underscores the horrible job that that league did in preparing itself for television rights and not getting their job done. Uh, I don't know what George Klyabkov, why he was asleep at the wheel, I mean, the, the league was run into the ditch by his predecessor. Larry the guy Fox. from the Tennis Channel, right? They hired a guy from the Tennis Channel to get a television yeah. contract for the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just nuts. It was just, you know, nuts. And because there was no due diligence followed there, you know, what wound up happening was, what wound up happening was uh, the Big 12, uh, the Big 12 wound up, going to work with Brett Yormark, a city slicker from the East Coast that knows a little something about television, having been at NASCAR, and he went to work. I mean, he he, he, he lost two of the biggest brands in all of college football, Oklahoma and Texas, and he didn't sweat. He said, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll go get an, a team with an international following BYU. We'll get the three best teams out of the American, which to this point has been the best group of five league in America. And then we'll uh, throw those guys in, and then we'll go get you some Utah and some Colorado with Dion coming in. And uh, hey, let's go get those Arizona schools while we're at it in the desert. I mean, you look at the way Arizona's playing right now. Yep. Okay, in Tucson. My God, what a great get that is. You know, Arizona and Arizona State is not down for long. Trust me, this guy, Dillingham, is the goods. Uh, Dan Lanning's old offensive coordinator was with Auburn for such a long time. He is. Uh, he looks like Opie, and I mean the real Opie on the Andy Griffith show. But he is. He's an awfully good coach, and he'll get great players there. And th- those four teams out of that league, and of course the American, who's struggling a little bit to build depth with their rosters. Houston, you know, Dana needs another an- another year or two since they've graduated from the American into into the uh, into the Big Twelve, but. Hell, they almost beat Texas. Spencer and I had that game a few weeks back, and um, and they challenged Texas big time. And they'll get there too. So that league is really going to be entertaining. And from from year to year, you won't know who's going to dominate in that conference, but it'll be very balanced. But this year, man, all those quarterbacks the Pac-12 had, and it delivers. You know, week in and week out. Utah lost Cam Rising. But it didn't seem to matter. Their defense was so good, and they found this kid, Bryson Barnes. I mean, I mean, we, we've got four games on Fox this week, two of them involving Pac-12 teams, and uh, Utah and Washington, and then the game that Spencer and I have, which is Oregon and USC. Those, those will be damned entertaining games. And um, I would have loved to have gone to, to, to Norman, but the game just doesn't mean as much after losing in, in Bedlam over the weekend. So... Uh, that's why we're where we are. The great Tim Brando, going back to BCS days. Is the BCS a bigger farce than what's going on in Michigan right now? <laughs> yeah, the BCS was the biggest farce of all because it led us to where we are today with this uh, godforsaken 14 thing, which finally is going to get what we're getting rid of and will be the best thing that ever happened to college football is is going to 12. And I, and I think, Tony, when the new TV deal is done, 
remember uh, ESPN is going to uh, allow for the, the thing to go to 12 now. You know, the CFP wants to go to 12 now so they can see how good it'll be as they're negotiating a new television contract for the, the following year. And I think it'll go to 16. I think once they've done 12, they'll realize they should not have the top four teams sitting out of the first week. They should give those top four teams uh, an extra home game and let them play teams 13, 14, 15, and 16. I think that's what's going to happen. For them to get the money they want, they're going to have to create more inventory and get the top four teams uh, involved, in my view. And I think that's where we'll stop. I think I think we'll be at 16, and then, then we'll stop. The Michigan thing, uh, a lot of people don't understand where I'm coming from, Tony, when I'm discussing this because – but I'm, I'm pretty sure you do, okay? Context matters, okay? First and foremost, and this is, I have no quibble with any of the writers here. You know who they are, whether it's Dan Wetzel, damn good scribe, Pat Forty, another great scribe, don't always agree with his politics, but he's a damn good writer. You look at guys like um, uh, Ross Dellinger, all, you know, tremendous writer. All these guys are breaking stories moment by moment with anonymous sources. Now, I've got no quibble with anonymous sources. Hell, I used them when I was hosting college football from time to time, both in Bristol and and at CBS. So I've got no problem with it. But you know where those anonymous sources lie. They're in Indianapolis, Indiana, checking in and making sure that their hotel bills are accounted for when they come in from traveling around as members of the infractions committee and and, and enforcement. <laughs> they, they have no transparency whatsoever. They are back-channeling all these allegations through these writers, okay, to make a story that is now overshadowing college football in November, which is, in my opinion, a travesty. Okay, it's not the writer's fault. They got a job to do. And if somebody's giving you information, man, you're going to run with it because I got breaking news. I'm hopping on social media. If I'm Pete Thamel, I'm doing the same thing. If I'm Wetzel, if I'm Dellinger, I'm doing all that, okay? And I don't have to name one source because I'm getting it right from the horse's mouth because they don't have the you-know-what, okay? They don't have the sack to have any transparency whatsoever themselves and come forward. And the NCAA takes how long with an FBI investigation? Ask Bill Self. He'll tell you, six years. What happened with it? Nothing. Why? Well, the NCAA has uh, financial concerns with the NCAA college basketball tournament. When it comes to football, Tony, I wouldn't have had a job in Connecticut hosting game day in 1986-87 if it weren't for the fact that the Supreme Court ruled against the NCAA in what? It's monopoly of television and its rights. And it's and the rights holders then went to the schools, which created the CFA, created Notre Dame's television deal, basically created college football on cable as we knew it in the 80s. And the NCAA has been pissed about that ever since. They've had an extra grind. They have nothing to do with college football other than creating disorganized chaos, legislating bowl games that don't matter, and legislating against human dignity, which is something this neo-colonial outfit has been doing for generations. And the only thing they can get the Supreme Court fracture to agree on is that they've been acting outside the antitrust, the Sherman Antitrust Act for over 100 years. 
That's the only thing you could get the liberals and the the conservatives on the Supreme Court to, to say, yeah, that's right, nine to nothing. The NCAA sucks out loud. NIL, go get it. Portal, go get it. So I don't want to hear anything about the NCAA being on top of college football because they have no business being on top of college football. They can run the NCAA men's tournament. They do a great job of running that event. It's been an enormous success. All that money can take care of all the non-revenue producing sports, can take care of all the NCAA championships, whether it's for the men, the women, or if they want to start having binary championships, do that too, okay? But stay the hell away from college football. (laughs) I don't want the NCAA anywhere near college football. And what does the commissioner of the Big Ten need to do? That's the other thing. All of these stories are, well, the, 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 the ADs and the coaches have been on the phone with Tony Petiti. Tony, I worked for Tony Petiti for nine years at CBS. He loves the college game. He understands its history. He co-authored the BCS with good intentions with our friend Roy Kramer at the SEC back in the day. It, it, the one thing the BCS did do was it created a stepping stone for success moving forward to where we're going to be with a 12-team and then later a 16-team playoff. The takeaway for Tony Petiti and all of this, you got to remember, coaches, athletic directors, he does not work for you. He works for the presidents of these universities. He needs to convince his presidents, and he needs to get uh, get his um, his peer group, Greg Sankey, Brett Yormark, okay, whoever's going to be in charge of what's left of the Pac-2 and anybody else to understand that the governance of college football needs to be taken care of from within, okay? Clean up your shop, do it on the field and off the field, and find a way to manage the money that's going to come from the CFP when you get the new deal, manage the NIL and the transfer portal in a regulated way so it doesn't run out of control, which is about what's going to happen if they don't get something done to control it. And then college football will be in great shape, especially without the NCAA's involvement at all. And that's where we need to go. So when I start talking about this, people say, well, what about Michigan? What about Michigan? Have they been given a notice of allegations? No. Well, Tony, you don't start with any with any movement to punish them until after the lawyers for the University for Michigan have an opportunity to respond to the allegations. Well, they don't even have a notice of allegations. And if, if once they get those allegations, they've got 90 days, 90 days. Last I checked, that'll get us well past uh, the event called the national championship game. All right. Nothing is going to happen now. So why the hell is everybody on Monday through Friday on these God awful embrace debate shows talking about nothing but LeBron this, LeBron that, Rogers this, Rogers that, and oh by the way, here's a here's an NBA new tournament starting, like the Premier League. Well, you think this will catch on? We can't talk any at all about college football because oh by the way, there's too much to have to cover. We're too damn lazy to cover uh, college football. There's only gosh eight or ten teams that still could win the title. All right, we have time for Bama. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. We don't have time for the rest of these other teams. We don't know anything about Oregon. We don't know anything about uh, Texas. Texas is that good? 
I don't know. They gave up 33 the other day. I'm not, <laughs> it's just a lazy-ass, lame approach by the media that always consistently goes with controversy in college football and nothing else. They won't cover the sport the way the sport, by God, ought to be covered. Wait a minute, Tim. I got to give you. The whole world is now standing as one. I want everybody to go to their window and open it up right now and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this NCAA crap anymore. And that's why I love you, Tim, because we used to, we were all over the college footballs. You know, the BCS, yep. the countdown, how many days. Remember oh, the, yeah. the BCS countdown, how many days college football has been <laughs> held hostage. And the one yes. good thing about the uh, – because I had Randy Cross on who's doing college games, obviously a great, great yeah. guy, great player, great coach, great broadcaster. And the good thing about the NCAA, it's the only organization where you can work as part of it and still rip the management and not get fired. Because, you know, you rip <laughs> management. I mean, you can't, you, you can't rip the NBA because they'll come after you unless you go – they'll send you to China to go make Nikes for LeBron. <laughs> You can't rip the NFL because you'll get fined. You can't rip Major yeah. League. Well, you can rip Major League Baseball because they don't care either. But Timmy, you yeah. you you are the. That's why you're my go-to guy. That's why I'm glad I was able to say I got to get Tim Brando on here. Even Pete Shepard, our morning guy here on the Tony Bruno Sports Network, is is going crazy right now, loving it. He said, you know, he was up, for, up in Boston. He was up working in Boston in the days. He's another yeah, big college yeah. football guy. People love college football. Yeah, and 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 as and they're starving for real information on college football, and they don't get it because some idiot who's who's leading the focus group for these national cable networks and and radio networks are saying, yeah, you know, it really doesn't move the needle very much. College football, it's sort of a regional sport. The hell, it's a regional sport. It's the second most popular sport in America by far. Check out the numbers. Even against a paltry World Series, it doesn't measure up. There's not an NBA game played in the regular season that's uh, the equivalent of what you and I would call a bad fart in our digestive system. Okay? It's not even close to what a college football game gets on cable television in the middle of the afternoon every stinking Saturday, Tony. All right? But because, because guys like Skip Bayless don't have time to get out of their own mirror to look at college football for what the hell it is, they don't have a clue. Therefore, they don't discuss it. Okay? This embrace debate crap on cable television, I say throw it the hell out. Bring me back Giad and his leotards and Denise Austin and hers. Yes. And let's check them out hour after hour on oh, cable television. Bodies Another. in Motion was the greatest show yeah. on ESPN. None of this... Uh, What's this with the yeah. Mike Greenberg and these guys in the morning? What the hell is that called? Wake up. Go to bed. Yeah. Don't wake yeah. up. Go back to bed. It, it, it all started with cold pizza. Well, all this other stuff is stone cold in terms of ratings. Damn Nobody right. Tim. Now, I don't have I have this. I don't have the Fox college football, but we got to play this one right now. Back in the day. Yeah, Tim, boy. Can we agree that consultants have been the death of all sorts of sports radio? <laughs> yes, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, and, actually, and, radio, yeah. just period. Consultants have yeah. come in and have ruined. There are the people industry. that don't know how to do it, but they'll tell you how to do it, right? It's what yeah, it's all about. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, 
And, uh, you know, by the way, Tony, I'm really glad that you finally found a network that can't fire you. Well, yeah, it's uh, my own. It's exactly. Uh, well, if he pisses me off, I don't well, know. Well, you know, I really have it. People think I've been fired from all these jobs. Wait a minute. I'm guessing. All right. So she really ponied up the money, right? Who, That's Robin? Bad. Okay. No, nah, she's broke. She's broker than I am, man. <laughs> We've been together 16 and the years. Broker than the Ten Commandments. I, I broker than the Ten Tim, he did butter me up, though, um, earlier this uh-huh. year, New Year's Eve Eve of this year, he finally right. popped the question after 15 years. Well, it's about damn time. Well, buddy. that's just the engagement. You know, you have to, you have to, once you, once you, you know, once you propose, you know, it's a process. You got to trust the process, like the 76ers, you know, like, like the NCAA, like all of these things. It's a process. You got it like cheese. Yeah, Bruno, you were just scared. You were scared. Let's be honest. Let's let's just face it. Okay, you were like that. You were like that DB that's getting an extra ride as a special teamer. And when he goes in to block the punt, he sees that he's ahead of it, and he goes, "Gosh, you think, you know what? Rather than blocking it here, I think I'll just get my armpit up there, make a good wave, because I don't want to get hit. You know, I'm a little scared. You know, I just, I don't, I don't know that I want to hear that little thump." It comes when I'm blocking that putt. I don't think I want to do that. Frankly, I think it's just one of those deals that happens when your name ends in a vowel and you're male. You know, exactly. most guys, they just, they're scared to death that, that they're, you know, they, 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 and the truth of the matter is, see, I gave up that up a long time ago when I married the former Terry Glorioso 45 years ago. Okay. I knew I was giving up all of the domicile. All right. That I would have no control of uh, any of the domestic issues in my life. And frankly, Tony, I did not want them, okay? I live in a pink house. It's lavender, it's dusty rose, it's pink. The only thing in my house, blue and brown, are my eyes and my feelings. That's it. The chateau's uh, still going strong down there, though? Chateau's going strong. The pool deck's been redone at least once. we got to get some work done in the front. You know, it's a beautiful Victorian-style home that uh, ESPN helped me build with my second contract when I got the hell out of Connecticut. And the, the pool deck is courtesy Ted and Jane. Three years I spent at Turner. And, uh, and the revamping of the pool, we thank Sean McManus and Tony Petiti at CBS for allowing me to do that. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, it's been 45 years I've been married. And people like, Tim, who controls the purse? I have no control of the purse strings. I never have. I ask for a required amount of money for the, the dates that I'm going to be gone. And that's how I've gotten through life for the last 45 years. And the reason that you do that, Tony, is when I was marrying Terry, okay, the lovely Terry Glorioso, I knew that uh, I was in for trouble when I bought the ring and her father came up to me. He said, he was a wonderful railroad man, Mr. Johnny Glorioso. He said, uh, Tim, hey, uh, listen, uh, you know, I can help you with that ring. I can get it wholesale. <laughs> <laughs> right away, I knew what I said. When I said I do to this young woman, it was I do for life, Tony Bruno, for life. That's why you're okay. the man, Timmy. Are you still playing golf every day? What are you doing during the week? I can't, they're in mothballs now. I'm, I'm actually going to try to squeeze my only fall round of golf in tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. I'm glad you asked because I have not played in the months of September and October. 
I played uh, all the way through, as you know, uh, May, June, July, and August. But but uh, I try to sneak out a few times in the fall, but I haven't yet this year. But um, but I will be tomorrow early uh, because I've got a West Coast game. I get a little extra time to prepare because my game is not until late on Saturday night. So I'm going to swing out and uh, hit them. I'm still a uh, single-digit handicap with attitude, so <laughs> that's good. And uh, Well, you know, we could play I, golf I, I, all year round here, Tim. It's too hot in the summer. The way, it's hot and humid like it is down on the bayou. But right now, correct. it's perfect golf weather here in southwest Florida, man. No question. I'm sure it is. And by the way, the older I get, uh, the further right I am politically, the further left I am recreationally. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh, let's put your hands together for a man who knows that Creepy Mark Emmert is part of the reason why college football is in the sad state of affairs it is now, at least from the top organizational uh, situation. Oh, God. This was great. I got fired up to be with you. Well, I can hear it, man. I like we know because we both have that same passion when it comes to what we do. You are passionate men. and, And this is not about, you know, hyperbole or ripping people because it's not my style and it's not your style. To criticize, no. as you know. Tim. Now, we have a text here, Tim, from AJ in San Antonio. says, I need a drink after Brando's <laughs> <laughs> Let's pour another one out for Bino Cook, a guy who really, really got us all going back in the day at ESPN. Brando's always got material. It's not as good as LSU's or Notre Dame's or Alabama. Or not as good as UCLA's. And by the way, Brando was right. I can't pronounce the letter L. So he keeps asking me about UCLA and LSU. He keeps asking me about I can't pronounce the letter L. So, but the problem, I will say this about Bruno, okay? Uh, he never met a chick he didn't like, and he never met a chick that didn't rob him blind. Oh, that is a great Beano Cook impersonation, Tim. He was the best. It was, it was so. It was an honor. It was an honor to work with guys like Beano Cook and all the other great minds at ESPN back in the day, man. Oh man, haven't do you haven't read the book? Have you read the book? Haven't you suffered enough? Yes. Is that not awesome? Yes. Actually, the writer sent me a copy of it. Oh yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Great copy. The great Beano Cook. Well, why do you see mine in a couple of years? John's going to help me with my book. Oh, so. beautiful, man. Well, Tim, yeah, thanks so much, man. Great to catch up. I know it's been a couple guys of years. Like you, get ready because I'm going to rip you a new one, but it'll all be good. Beautiful, it'll all be man. good. Thank you, Tim. There'll be our, our trips to Pagliacci's over there off of uh, Highway 78 in lovely Plainville, Connecticut, where we got some really bad, as we like to say in the South, Italian food. Italian. Some Italian, my man. Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, thanks a lot, brother. Really, really appreciate it, man. I uh, loved it. And have me on anytime. You know I'll be here for you. Thank you. The great Tim Brando, ladies and gentlemen. Let's put your hands together. God, he's so good. Still sounds great, man. He he loves him some college football. I thought Pete Shepard loved him some college football. Nobody loves college football like Tim Brando. Man, he was nobody. He was all fired, fired up. up. Fired up. Damn right, man. Damn. Damn that was awesome. Right. That was awesome. Exactly. I think I need a drink after that, too. I do, too. Ooh. I just need water. We do have alcohol here, though. Yes, we had a nice party on Friday, Friday night. night. Yeah. Um, if, those, if, you didn't, if you missed Friday night, um, I had not eaten all day. That was my only excuse. I hadn't eaten, and that's why that happened. 